0: I'm your host, Christina Laney-Mitri, and welcome to Smart Living Hawaii's podcast, where we discuss smart homes and technology, sustainability, healthy lifestyles, and smart business. Today, we'll continue our Sustainable Leaders series and have a talk story with Chance Carrera, the owner of Sustainable Services Hawaii and Molama Aina Landscape. We will learn about this small business here in Hawaii, how it is diversifying its services to provide sustainable alternatives, and how their journey has been before, during, and hopefully after the COVID pandemic. So, aloha, Chance. How's it, everybody? Thank you for joining us today. Um, I always like to start with a quick bio. So, a little bit about Chance. He is 35 years old, born and raised in Kailua a fourth-generation Portuguese-Hawaiian graduate from Kalaheo High School. With um, gardening and the importance of sustainability instilled in him by his grandmother, he started working in landscaping, landscape maintenance, and uh, he quickly excelled learning the industry and was surprised by the amount of toxic chemicals used in the companies he's worked for. Therefore, when he established his own company, Malama Aina Landscape, he wanted to be the change and instill his core values of increasing awareness and the importance of sustainability through his business. So today, we're going to cover just that. Um, let's dive in. So Chance, about your background growing up, what would you like to share with our listeners?
1: Um, born and raised here in Kailua, um, on the windward side of Oahu, so I have a lot of experience um, with the outdoors aspect of things. Um, My grandma from a young age instilled uh, the importance of sustainability with fruit trees in her yard. She survived through the depression basically with three fruit trees, an ulu tree, an avocado, and a mango tree. So from a young age has instilled in me the importance of sustainability on the island.
0: How many in your family?
1: Um, in my family, um, it was only three, but um, in my grandma's family, she had seven kids. Wow. So she... Had a
0: lot to provide for Yeah,
1: especially in that time of need.
0: Yeah. And then what about your family today?
1: So um, um, my family today, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's my wife and um, my oldest kid. He's 12, Nakoa. And my daughter, Leah, she just turned seven. And my youngest, Ka'eo, he's two.
0: And are they, so we're here at his house in Kailua and they've got a whole bunch of fruit trees and a lot of um, food growing, kind of like foodscaping, which we'll touch on later in this podcast. And um, have you been instilling all of this into your children as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. We, I try to get them out, you know, every couple of days or in the weekend, in the garden or in the yard, you know, just to help out or um, just teach them just, you know, from a young age, just how to plan and work hard.
0: Yeah. So, well, they're also eating really well and especially during this COVID pandemic, I think it's, <laughs> it's a it's a good uh, quarantine type of, uh, let's learn how to do the garden, huh? They're all organic, <laughs> for sure. So um, now we're going to just jump into um, a little bit about the green space and what you are seeing in your industry. So uh, we're going to go into landscaping and what it's like, I guess, how it's evolved, huh? because, I mean, we've all started growing food and then it's turned into more of a beautification type of uh, business. And then... um, I guess, a lot of the chemicals and the things that that's used. I don't think everybody's aware of what's used and um, things like that. Maybe you can explain a little bit more through your experience.
1: Yeah, so in the landscape industry, we're kind of stuck, or we used to be stuck in the aspect where we had to use chemicals with no other alternatives. So we're forced to spray Roundup. And other really toxic chemicals were exposed to it constantly, day in and day out. Um, basically, you know, just kind of went against the grain of everything that was instilled in me. So I've seen an alternative to the process and wanted to change things. So with that, that's the reason why I started my new company.
0: So... Nobody really knows about your new company yet, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more on how it works and what what's used for.
1: Yeah, so basically I purchased a piece of equipment that utilizes 100% water to create steam. And with that steam, we're looking to eliminate uh, the use of chemicals such as Roundup. Um, it could be used for sanitation purposes, uh, to eliminate bleach. Um, a lot of which, all these chemicals, that end up watching, uh, they end up going through our ecosystem, out to the ocean, into our food. So by using this piece of equipment with just water we will eliminate that problem. And it's pretty feasible. So
0: can you explain a little bit how it works and what you do?
1: So, for instance, for weed elimination, opposed to using Roundup will utilize hot water, heat it up to 350 degrees, and basically will steam the weed and cook it at that temperature. It sterilizes the soil of seeds, so no longer will have growth there. So it's just as effective as chemicals without the negative consequence.
0: Okay, so I guess where where is that best you utilized in? Because I know, I mean, if you spray it, on a whole bunch of crops and it also kills the crops so i could understand it's not necessarily a fertilizer of sorts but it would like you know or something that helps um, kill weeds but not the plant that you're growing food with or whatnot but
1: right just as same as you apply with chemicals you have to be careful where you use the steam um, but you can use selective applicator tips to target certain types of weeds or fence line applications or um, broad areas such as driveways, walkways. Um, in the aspect of sanitation, um, this machine can be used for playgrounds, parks, uh, anywhere, hospitals. You know, you name it, schools, anywhere you don't want your children or elderly or yourself exposed to these chemicals. Um, we've sanitized bus stops. Um, bathrooms. I mean, it's a multi-purpose type of tool.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I could see this being needed, especially with the COVID pandemic and um, having to sanitize everything these days um, without the extra trash that it provides or right. chemicals that you're needing and Clorox or, I mean, everything that you better, that are, that are not in in stock in costco right now right (laughs) (laughs)
1: um
0: so has this been something you're doing right now because you just got it as um a service that you're providing um to the community or are you starting to get contracts for this
1: so we got a few things in the mix right now i don't want to you know let the cat out the bag but (laughs) um yeah we're working with Some state officials to get some things rolling for the public. But in the meantime, we've been donating our services. Um, We're selecting 30 different places, companies, facilities um, to donate our services to. So we've already done uh, Icatti Preschool. Awesome. Um, We've done also. Uh, a few other places as well.
0: Yeah, and um, once this happens, um, how does it work with, I would say, I mean, I'm assuming that you can also do like freeways and, I mean, I mean this could be like a huge thing. <laughs> That's right. thing.
1: Yeah, it could be utilized uh, for roadside applications. That's a big thing too. Um, I'm looking to work with the DOT to kind of eliminate that on the roadsides because it's just kind of senseless when you know it's just washing into the ocean and streams, and uh, it could easily be avoided if they're just to just think, uh, change their thinking mm-hmm. and utilize uh, different alternatives and equipment.
0: Yeah, well, I think now more with um, a lot of the people that are conscious about. Um, the damage that we are doing into the oceans, um, even the runoff, the just the stuff that gets into the oceans. Um, we also were working with Eco Rotary and has worked with Sustainable Coastlines on their, like, friendly, ocean-friendly um, little garden that's over by Kaka'ako. And a lot of that has to do, too, with runoff and to maintain the the plants and everything there too. So, I mean, all of this stuff, when you don't realize it, it all kind of coexists in each other and it plays a role. Like when you're doing one thing here, it's affecting the ecosystem here or a different sector here. And um, so these are things that are just makes it more aware. And to me, it's, it seems like a no-brainer. So I really applaud you guys in starting this business and this um, alternative that I think should and will pick up really quickly. I mean, with the state officials, stuff going on with the county and having to keep everything clean, um, I think moving forward it will be our new normal. So, I mean, I'm only keeping my... Hands crossed and fingers crossed for you guys to just be take off and be successful.
1: Um,
0: But I also wanted to dive into some of the other services you guys provide. I mean, you are a landscape maintenance and landscaping company. So maybe you can touch on just some of the basic things that you do offer your clients for landscaping. So people know because maybe they'll want to use you as well.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we basically we offer uh, full-service landscape maintenance and landscaping. Um, one thing we do not offer is uh, the use of any chemicals. So that's one thing we're totally against. We use alternatives. We're working with uh, a few other people to provide KMF
0: what alternatives
1: for Korean natural farming. So it's all-natural plant-based uh, alternative to pesticides. Okay. So we'll be able to treat all of that. We'll be working with Aloha Organics for that.
0: Okay. What, could you mention what
1: Aloha Organics is? So or, Aloha Organics uh, provides Korean natural farming, different mixtures uh, for specific pest problems. Okay. So they offer all-natural solutions to each specific problem
0: okay and there's pretty much something for every situation huh? yeah and just to know that is good because you don't need to necessarily go down to Home Depot or whatnot and grab the pesticides that you see right there on the shelf Um, I do remember a while back I would say this is a decade ago when I tried to grow food I had a snail problem and I didn't realize how bad the snail problem was until like it ate all my vegetables. (laughs) And at the time, I mean, this is like 10 years ago, um, my mom was like, oh, just buy that snail killer stuff. And so I did. And I didn't realize that it ended up killing like three gallon sized bags of snails. Yeah, And I had no idea that that's what that does. And I'm like, this can't possibly be very good. I'm like, well, and there goes my trying to be organic because I put it over everything, right? So um, knowing now that there's all these alternatives, um, a decade later, probably it was there before, but I mean, I think we have more accessibility to all this stuff now and your company as well. Um, What other things do you do
1: So, yeah, back to my landscaping. So, yeah, we offer full circle uh, maintenance, uh, sprinkler installation, landscape lighting. um, Pretty much you name it, we do it. Uh, We do hardscape, stamp concrete, um, patios, driveways. um, Pretty much your basic landscape company. But we specialize in uh, high-end landscaping and sustainability. So that's our key things we specialize in.
0: Awesome. I know that it's a trending thing and a way of life that I think a lot of people are moving towards. So I can see, I know it's not the number one option for everybody right away, but I can see it being something that who knows, it might be mandated or it may be something that everybody resorts to because it's just the right thing to do. So thank you so much for making this your priority for our community. I wanted to also, some other trending topics on landscaping that I've seen. Um, I think a lot of, you know, hotels and some other places, they're starting to bring um, the native plants back in to their landscape, whether it's for educational purposes, whether it's for the fact that it grows well here because it's always been here. Um, how How is your company with uh, maybe the native plants? So, yeah,
1: we, we love to install native plants um, when uh, clients ask us. Um, I think it's really important to restore the native plants because it, it kind of completes the full circle of the ecosystem to kind of restore things back to how they were. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with the poetry, you know, in your yard or some native ferns and kuku kuku ferns or you know i love them they're they're
0: awesome yeah and then the uh last topic that i kind of wanted to touch on was foodscaping because this one to me is i wouldn't say a no-brainer but something that i think we've gone away from in being in a urban core type of community so um Right now, we, I currently have, I live in a condo with a lot of green space, actually. And there's a lot of beautiful green space that is not food. Um, Although I feel it could be. So um, we also have a maintenance fee that's paying for gardeners that are there daily, maintaining the landscaping. And I'm just thinking we should have landscaping farmers that are growing food for us if yeah. we're paying why not right um or have community gardens that we're participating in as a community which will then provide food um you know we we have a uh food you know like a little not a market but a farmer's market next door every saturday i mean why not have that in our own <laughs>
1: Right? I community. think that would be awesome since, you know, the spaces available, it's underutilized. I mean, can't go wrong with, you know, different fruits as they're in season, avocados and mangoes, bananas. I mean, who doesn't like fresh salad right there <laughs> at your doorstep? I mean, that would be awesome if they're to utilize spaces with sustainability more in mind. Um, especially with you know, all the fees that you guys are paying for just to look at a nice lawn.
0: Yeah. So what kind of things have you seen um, with your clients in regards to maybe foodscaping? Or what things have you been doing or ad- do you advise?
1: So lately, we've had a lot more requests for fruit tree installations. And uh, it's probably due to what's kind of going on right now at the time. Both, you know, times changing and people seeing more value in uh, growing your own food and that sustainable aspect of things.
0: Yeah. Um, also, we do have, um, we've done like a podcast with um, On the Trees, Trees of Honolulu. Um, and there's also a place where, I don't know if you know about it, but mm-hmm. to log Mm-hmm. Every time a tree is planted and it's like there and growing. Um, so I know that they do keep track of that. So if you guys do, maybe I can get you information on it. But I know they like to know there's a benchmark that we're trying to, I guess, the city and county of Honolulu is supposed to reach a certain amount of trees that they're they're growing or planting so it might be helpful there's a site I'll send you but if you guys do plant them and you know that they're there I mean they do want to make sure that they're being maintained but of course if it's going to be in someone's community or their house um, that they will be taking care of it so it would be a great um, tool that maybe you guys can always mark oh you know, this place in Kailua or whatever just planted two more trees, right? Oh, yeah. Add to their to their um, tally because I know the mayor's got a um, I want to say it's a hundred thousand trees by. 2025 20,
1: 20, or 20. Oh, that's
0: the goal they're trying yeah, to. Like, yeah, like, yeah. So maybe the ones that you do end up planting um, with your
1: business, you can. Help them um, reach that goal.
0: Yeah, help that, re- And at least when you're already reaching the goal, they just may not know about it. So you can uh, dock them in their little chart that they have. Um, also, for foodscaping, I've seen a lot of different companies. I know someone that they're doing like planner boxes and um, they will actually build the planter box, I mean, fill it with soil and deliver it and set it up for you. Would you Do you do actual planter boxes as part of your landscaping for your...
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. I always try to incorporate, you know, some sort of planter box or a fruit tree, I try to sneak it into the landscaping somewhere. But yeah, planter boxes are great. Um, you can utilize them for herbs, for salads, um, can't go around with it, you know, tarot plants. How potato. do you,
0: so since I was asking about the snails, what do you do to get rid of snails and slugs?
1: Slugs and snails, you just go out in the evening with the flashlight and just kind of scoop them up right in a little dustpan. Yeah? Manual <laughs> labor. <It's the> <laughs>
0: but
1: once you get it under control, it's, uh, it's not really all that bad.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was out of control in my house.
1: Salt <laughs> works as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, right? With well slugs, I guess we knew that. Um, and then how about, um, is there any, like, I think some people too use, like, tarot, things like in-the-ground tarot, like, not obviously, you don't have to have running water, but um, but just some things are for beautification, right? I mean, they plant a lot of these things. They're not necessarily all going to eat them, but then they do have, like, that natural, um, the native plants or the things for aesthetically pleasing. So, I mean, for some people, you may not be planting lettuce, right? Because, I mean, how, how fast do you turn over? Like, it's, like, sometimes six weeks, right? So, it's know, pretty ma- fast. Lettuce
1: is pretty quick, opposed to other plants, I mean. That's a pretty quick turnover and it needs a lot of attention. You got to kind of use it or you're going to lose it.
0: So, I mean, there's definitely alternatives to, it may not be your everyday groceries that you're planting, but it could be things that, like you said, the trees that'll last. And, you know, all of a sudden you've got some lemons all the time and you've got, you know, avocados in season. Um, So anyhow, this was just a topic that I thought was very interesting I think it would be really neat to see a company like yours partner with farmers. Um, I know that the farming industry is a tough one. Um, you know, landscaping is something that's become almost, I wouldn't say mandatory, but most businesses, like most places that have landscaping needs, then they've always got their landscaper coming in, whether it's weekly or every other week. Um, but for farming, here they're having to have their own land so um, that becomes a price tag that makes it sometimes not feasible so i was wondering if there was some kind of ideas or innovations that can take place with farmers and your company or you know a company that's interested in sustainability do you guys i know you're a farmer by just of what you do for yourself but do you, when you hire people to do landscaping, I mean, are some of them farmers or do you work with farmers?
1: Yeah. So currently I'm working with a farmer, um, a taro farmer by the name of Daniel Anthony. Uh, we're working out in Kahana and uh, we got a pretty nice thing going on over there. He's got a beautiful uh, zone with fresh water running. Uh quite a few different taro patches, have uh, 56 different varieties. So my partnership is uh, with him is I'm a board member of his uh, nonprofit organization. And uh, we work with them in conjunction. When they have projects, we donate our time and our services uh, to help facilitate uh, what they have going on with their farm. So that's one partnership I have going on. Um, there's a few other farmers out there that I'd like to form a partnership with as well that I'm currently working on.
0: Awesome. I think that that would be, I mean, anytime there's a collaboration of people in different areas or sectors to help move our economy or our community together, um, I'm in full support. So, um if you need more reach reach to the ag lands um, and um, agricultural groups, um, let me know. I have a lot of contacts in the, with the farmers. I'm also going to be having Pumai, which actually will be aired after <laughs> before this um, gets posted. But um, she's with Go Farm Hawaii, and oh, awesome. so she works with a lot of the new farmers that are learning how to be farmers and trying to establish a business, um, because it's kind of something that they have to start up, right? So they're trying to figure out some of them, a new business so they can be sustainable within farming, the farming industry. And they have to think outside the box now because they don't have the land to work with. So, um, Maybe I will connect you guys if if you are interested.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: Have you been to their place out in uh, Waimanala?
1: Um, I don't think I've had the chance yet.
0: Well, um we will we are definitely meeting with Pumai um on a Zoom meeting. It's going to be on Tuesday with our Eco Rotary. Okay. Um so you yeah. and I am super Excited about all the stuff that you've got going on. And I wish you the best with your new endeavor with this. What is it called?
1: Sustainable Services Boy.
0: Yes. And then the the system that you have, is it got a name?
1: So it it is technically called Steam Generator or Steam Machine.
0: How did you hear about it? Just something in the mainland?
1: Um, Yeah. So I was told about this super special piece of equipment and uh, actually I flew out to Maui to take a look at it and uh, they have a operation going on over there and they are able to show me the piece of equipment I was just so intrigued of how it worked and um, here I am today.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, just a little bit, did you want to, I'm going to have your contact information and how to reach you on our podcast podcast. Um, comments and notes and stuff, but did you want to just let them know how
1: they can reach you
0: via right now? Just
1: Yeah, yeah um, you can go ahead and email me at malama.aina at AOL.com, or you can check out my website at designcom
0: Okay, and then if you guys have any questions uh, about all of this, you can also... Find him on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, in his new endeavor, which is the Sustainable Services Hawaii, um, I just want to let you know I thought was super cool. I've never seen it before, but Aina is in Sustainable, mm-hmm. and you guys highlighted the Aina part in sustainable, the actual word, and um, never saw that before, and I thought that was super cool, and um, right on. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. That pretty much wraps things up. We are out of time, and it's all I got for you. So thanks, Chance. And um, if you are listening, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast at www.smartlivinghi.org. And also follow us on Instagram at at smart underscore living underscore Hawaii. And then like us on Facebook. Until next time, live smart. Mahalo.